Welcome to this BGSM podcast. My name is Babette Pleim, Deputy Editor of the BGSM. I'm here with Professor Jan Ekstrand, orthopedic surgeon and Professor of Sports Medicine at Linköping University in Sweden. Jan is Vice Chairman of the UEFA Medical Committee and has been running prospective studies related to the epidemiology of sports injuries in football since 1982. Since 2001, he has carried out UEFA injury audits in elite professional football with the aim of increasing safety in football through prospective research of 75 professional football clubs from many European countries. Welcome, Jan. Thank you very much, Babette. Well, in this podcast, we will discuss the UEFA study, and um, I would like to, to introduce you a little bit. In 2001, UEFA initiated a research program with the aim of increasing the safety of players in its competitions and contributing to the wider understanding of injury in sport. This project, the UEFA Elite Club Injury Study, has now been conducted with elite clubs in the UEFA Championships League and has thus far involved 27 European top-level football teams from 10 different countries over 11 seasons. How did this study come about? This is such a big, great study. Well, uh, the beginning was um, uh, in uh, around year 2000 when uh, UEFA forwarded some questions to the medical committee where I'm one of the members. And one of the questions was, um, uh, from UEFA was, um, if the difference in the number of league matches in different uh, countries in Europe had any effect on the health uh, conditions of the players. And uh, we didn't know the answer, so we, we decided to carry out a, a study. That was the, the first study and the beginning. And, and how did you then get to recruit all the different clubs? Well, that, well, uh, yeah, uh, really, because it would absolutely not have been possible if I had tried to do the study from our university or from any other university, because one of the answers from the top clubs was that there were so many universities and researchers approaching football uh, elite clubs asking for participation in in uh, different research projects. But this was an UEFA project, so this was official from the official governing body in, in Europe, and that helped. Uh, another problem in the beginning was uh, the the question of confidentiality. This is very important for top clubs that, um, like in medicine in general, that confidentiality is kept. So, um, and we promised um, already from the beginning that we will never reveal any data about individual players or individual clubs without the specific permission from uh, players or clubs. Uh, still, in the beginning, we only had about nine clubs, and other clubs were reluctant. Uh, today, 13 years later, it's not a problem at all, because they know, the clubs know, that they can trust us. We have never um, broken the confidentiality and, and so on. And. Um, uh, the situation today is that UEFA officially invites the 32 clubs that qualify for the ground play in Champions League each season, and almost all the teams do participate today. It's amazing. And, and one of your major findings is that the injury rate for ligament injuries, especially the lateral ligament complex of the ankle and the medial collateral ligament of the knee, that they have decreased over time by, by almost 30%. Why, 
Why do you think that is? Well, I think that um, that is um, uh, an effect of the medical teams uh, and the medical um, uh, the medical uh, knowledge and the medical research because. We have carried out studies, as you mentioned, from 1982 at elite level. And, and back in the 80s, there were about 10. In a squad of 25 players, there were about 10 um, ankle uh, ligament injuries each season. Now it's less than half. And I think it's the reason why, because we know how to prevent these type of injuries, we know how to treat them, we know how to rehabilitate them. So I think it's an effect of uh, increased medical knowledge. But then the, the problem is a little bit that the injury rate for muscle injuries and for severe injuries has remained the same. Why do you think that is and how do you think that these can be reduced? Well, you're absolutely right. The the um, the absolute major medical problem at elite football clubs today is um, is muscle injuries, is uh, especially hamstring injuries, and um, and also the severe injuries. And unfortunately, we have not seen any uh, decrease of these injuries over time, in spite of major efforts done in the clubs. So I would say that we don't know today how to prevent uh, muscle injuries or or uh, uh, severe injuries or total injury uh, risk at elite level clubs uh, today. So if I if I'm a if I'm a club doctor and I have a professional team of 25 players, if I read your studies, I can expect about 50 time loss injuries per season meaning that on average 12% of my squad will be unable to, to train or to play. So what would you recommend to me as a club doctor, if I'm a club doctor? Well, the difference between, uh, between uh, amateur level and professional level in football concerning injury prevention is that at amateur level uh, and at youth level, it has been shown that um, um, preventive methods aiming at player factors like uh, strength and costability um, and coordination and so on uh, are effective in prevention of injuries. There are several studies showing this, the F mark 11, uh, 11 plus and so on. And, and they're all effective on young players and amateur players. But this is not enough on elite level players for two reasons. Uh, first of all, at elite level, these players already have good stamina. They are strong. They are flexible. If not, they will not have been at this level. Secondly, there are other factors at elite level which are more important. Uh, for example, load and club factors like selection of coaches and players and so on. The the um, uh, the um, the major factor for uh, keeping the players on the pitch at elite level is internal communication. Uh, you need, as a team doctor, to work very close with your with the coaching team and uh, and the administrators uh, and so on. And um, we had we have in the study uh, in the Champions League study each year a meeting at the end of the season where all the participating club doctors uh, uh, get together and we ask them uh, what is the most important part for 
keeping the players on the pitch on the elite level. And they, the major answer was internal communication. Uh, and we also this year had uh, Jose Mourinho as a speaker. And he had some very interesting point because he said that the first question he asked to a doctor is, are you a doctor or are you a football doctor? So one advice to to a doctor is you, you need to be football specific. You need to be a football doctor, not a general doctor. That's not enough. The, the, the second part is that you need to cooperate with the... Um, uh, with the uh, with the coaching staff, and so the medical team, the doctor should be included, as Mourinho pointed out, in the technical staff. It's a part of the technical staff, and also, as Mourinho pointed out, the doctor and the manager must have the same philosophy. They must work together, have the same philosophy. That's the key of success. Yeah, and what I what I also read in your studies that this is very very important because you showed that low injury rates associated with better performance, and 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 that injuries with a high injury burden will were more likely to negatively impact team performance. So is it correct that if you take really good care of your players, your team will perform better? Yes, and it seems natural. I mean, if you if you don't have the players on the pitch, you cannot perform, uh, and. Um, uh, but but it hasn't been shown before on elite level, um, and uh, it has been shown on amateur level in Norway, but not an elite level. And uh, so uh, Martin Heglund, one of in our study group um, and our group, showed that uh, in in um, in a study which is published in 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 British Journal of Sports Medicine, and uh, showing that if teams that with low injury rates have a better performance, better success for the team, both in national leagues and in international uh, cups. And uh, and um, uh, uh, so so my advice then to the medical staff, uh, or I would say like this, the, the medical staff are they are very well updated with medical uh, uh, medical information, but the problem is that um, uh, they need, as I said, they need to reach the the uh, coaching staff and the uh, the board and the the uh, CEOs and so on. And these people are generally not interested in medical uh, medical uh, figures. So what we have as doctors to do is to uh, sort of um, uh, change our medical information into strategic, strategical advice. There are t only two things uh, managers and uh, CEOs and president listen to, and that's performance of the club and economy. So if we could show that uh, if you uh, what a what an injury cost, then they will listen. If we could show that the that the um, a low injury rate is uh, connected to a better success for the clubs, then they will listen. And we have figures for that because we also have figures for economy. We know that uh, an injury. 
for a player for the lineup for a Champions League club uh, for one month cost the club between almost 600,000 euro. That's a lot of money, and you could have a lot of medical support in a club for that sum. Yeah, that's for sure. We will provide a link to this article to uh, to the readers. One of, one of the other findings you found was that 40% of the ankle injuries were associated with fall play. And this, of course, is a very important issue. Do you think this has been addressed adequately? Well, you can look at this on, in several ways. Um, and I think that one way of looking upon it is that um, uh, referees are well educated today, and at both FIFA, FIFA, and the uh, uh, are um, handling the rules about uh, injuries or the 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 board within FIFA, and they are very well aware of medical uh, um, aspects today, and they have sort of uh, introduced um, more severe punishments for foul play, which means that the referees are more observant today than they were before. Um, for example, tackling a player from behind, which could very often lead to an ankle injury, uh, attacking a forward, uh, and, um, and, and, and so on. Uh, so that could be uh, um, uh, one reason of that. So uh, looking at the connection between foul play and and medical things is important, and we have the ears today at FIFA and UEFA for these questions. It has also been shown, for example, in Norway by uh, by Torein Andersson in uh, in his uh, works that uh, also other aspects like high elbows and uh, which uh, the ref the risk of injury head injuries with high elbows and. Um, and um, UEFA has li uh, FIFA has listened to that too and introduced new rules. Yes, and reduced the number of head injuries and concussion, right? And, and another interesting finding that I thought was fascinating is that you showed that there's a higher re-injury rate of Achilles tendon injuries if there's an early return to play. So what, what again here would you re recommend to a club doctor? Well, this is an interesting public, uh, study also published in British Journal of Sports Medicine, written by um, first author was uh, um, uh, Mayang uh, Gaihede Knudsen. She is a she's a physiotherapist. She is also a national team player for Denmark. She has played a hundred matches for Denmark. She is very experienced in in injuries, so she has the right questions, and she studied this and and found out that. Uh, that if you if you have an Achilles uh, tendon problem, and let the player you could you could handle this uh, in different ways concerning rehabilitation, but if you if you if you are too quick getting them back to the uh, pitch um, in less than a week after acute injury and so on, you have a very high re-injury rate. So the, the philosophy is that it's better to be safe than quick. Maybe the rehabilitation should be a little longer uh, in order to avoid recurrence of the injury because recurrence of um, overuse injuries like Achilles tendinopathies are very common. That's almost 30% of all injuries, of these injuries. Yeah. 
And this week, I happened to have a soccer play in my practice with a, uh, a metatarsal 5 stress factor. And I read one of your articles that these are very rare, but potentially career-ending. And, and again, what would you recommend to a club doctor? I wasn't sure what time he can go back. Um, well, what would uh, your recommendations be? Yeah, the, the, and the, the problem with metatarsal 5 fracture is that these are stress fractures, and they, they are known to have healing problems. And so it takes a long time for healing, and you have a lot of healing problems. Um, but the interesting thing is that we started this uh, sub-study uh, about seven or eight years ago, or almost ten years ago, because there were a lot of famous players that had metatarsal fractures in big clubs. And there seems to be um, um, quite a lot of them. But this has decreased over the years. Today, it's we have only had one metatarsal fracture from all the 30 clubs during this season, but we had about um, seven or eight ten years ago. Um, and there are many speculations for the reason of this. One is that um, it was a specific shoe that were the, the player, the clubs thought were correlated to to uh, these injuries. We have no proof of that, but many clubs uh, like FC Barcelona, they introduced a modification of shoes where they put in an extra stud on 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 the outside of the, the sole because some shoes bend in a way that create a, a big load on the metatarsal 5. So that's one uh, uh, that's one hypothesis. Another uh, finding in our study was that these injuries happen to young players at the beginning of the season, and it is a stress fracture. You have stress reactions in the bone on all these injuries. So this is a common problem in young new players because they are not, uh, for several reasons. First of all, young players do not have the body knowledge that experienced players have, so they tend to sort of... Um, uh, have a negligation of of uh, symptoms. Secondly, they don't want to 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 um, have uh, to claim about injuries or to um, to worry mm -hmm. about injuries because they are new and they want to play and they don't want to start with uh, uh, with talking about injuries and saying that they could not train and so on. So um, uh, so. Uh, uh, one hypothesis is that it's, um, like in many overuse injuries, an increase too, uh, too much load too soon at the beginning of the season in young, unexperienced players. So we don't know ignore we, the symptoms, but, but take no. them. Yeah, no, but take them uh, seriously. obviously, and and if you have symptoms like pain, you have also to be very active as a team medical staff to sort of control and follow up and so on, so you don't develop a stress fracture. And and talking about workload, this is this is my my final question is that in one of the studies you showed that fixture congestion comparing four or less days of rest with six or more days of rest between matches resulted in an increased number of muscle injuries. And 
uh, in addition, three or less days of rest uh, affected, even affected performance. So in your opinion, what is the ideal recovery period between matches and, and how can this be accomplished by clubs? Well, uh, we know from theoretical studies that some, uh, some, um, if you have a hard, uh, if you have a, a, a high load in a training session or a match, it takes uh, about 72 hours before some uh, uh, variables are back to normal again. Uh, and um, if you um, play matches with less interval, there's a risk that your uh, performance decreases and the injury risk increases. And uh, some clubs have solved that by having a rotation of players. Uh, so some clubs have to play very important matches within 20, uh, 48 hours, and that's definitely a, uh, a, a risk of injuries and less performance because the restitution is too uh, too little. Uh, so I would say at least uh, uh, 72 hours is necessary for avoiding injuries and having an optimal performance. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, many thanks. Is there anything else you would like to share with the readers about the UEFA studies? A surprising finding for me and others in the study group is that when we, we have changed our opinion about injury prevention at elite level so much, when I did my dissertation back in the 80s, we were looking very much at player factors. And when you talk about injury prevention in general, people are very almost always talk about player factors like giving their players or athletes a training program. At the elite level, there are so many other factors uh, important. And um, uh, some, um, again, when we asked the team doctors working 24-7 with, with these elite football players and asked them what are the most important factors for injury prevention, then they answered things like load, as I said, uh, restitution after the matches and training. They also discussed the leadership styles of managers, coaches. They discussed the well-being of players, and and they discussed club factors like selection, who is selecting um, the players, who is selecting the coach. Because we have found that we have also looked at coaches over the year, and we have found that. Uh, that a coach has a certain uh, injury pattern which follows him from club or her from club to club, and it means that when when a club select a coach or manager, they have already decided which injury pattern they will have next season, and they and when they select players, they have also select the injury pattern because we know from studies that players that have had uh, many injuries in previous season, they had an increased risk of injury next season. And these factors are out of control of the medical team, and the medical team are often blamed for if you have a high injury rate in a club, but that's absolutely not uh, the whole truth. It's other factors that are um, important, and therefore the internal communication is so important at this level. Well, thank you very much. This is something we uh, we have to learn from and uh, to continue with. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.